Hey, warriors, welcome to the Untamed Life podcast, where we are breaking free from those chains of the past and rising to lead extraordinary lives. I believe it's time for us to ditch the rules of this world that are keeping us enslaved in the grind, playing from behind, and instead opt into a conscious and strategic upgrade, one that is founded in spiritual principles that can only be accessed through the power of the heart. So if you are craving deeper, more meaningful relationships, vibrant bodies full of life force, true prosperity in all arenas, and a life of adventure, this podcast is for you. My name is Christine Jewell. I'm a high-performance coach and spiritual mentor, and together we will awaken the king or queen you are destined to be so that you can experience the fullness of life that's waiting for you. Let's dive in. All right, welcome back to another episode of The Untamed Life. It's Christine, and today we're talking about how do we create momentum and get back in the flow of things when we're feeling stuck, when we're feeling frustrated, when we're feeling discouraged. A thing I talk about a lot is being a multiplier in a world that is contracting, right? Being a multiplier in a world that's contracting. In fact, I did an episode on that earlier on. We can drop that link in the show notes. And this is a continuation of that. And really the conversation is, when I'm feeling like everything I'm doing is not working, right? No matter how hard I try, no matter how many times I do the thing that I know used to work, um, it's not working. It's not landing. It's actually getting harder. Maybe you're getting no responses. Maybe you're doing sales calls and people are not responding. Maybe you're trying with your spouse or your partner, you know, all the things that used to work and they're just like, no, it's not working. Maybe you're working on a project. And you're just feeling like, oh, what is happening? Working with a team. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what it is because at the end of the day, emotions are energy. We experience them in all sorts of facets of life, in all arenas of life. So it really doesn't matter what the external circumstances, it's the emotion that that we're experiencing that I really want to get to to address. So how because I could throw a bunch of strategies your way, and I'm going to give you a couple practical, tactical things, of course, that you can do that maybe are going to be different than what you've heard before. But I want to talk about four specific ones today. And the first one I want to dive into is what do you do when we're feeling frustrated and disheartened? Right. Maybe you're going through a season of your life where you are launching something new or you have poured your heart and soul into something um, and you're feeling disheartened. You're feeling discouraged. Right. The word disheartened means you're like, oh, where's the heart in this? Your heart is starting to feel closed, rigid, tense contracted, which is usually fear, right? It's some sort of fear response. You're feeling discouraged again, out of courage, right? So it's, again, it's the root of fear. And and what I've noticed a lot of times is this fear of failure that's kind of underlying or the fear that I won't be able to move forward, the fear that I'm going to get it wrong, like whatever the thing is. But I invite you to to con- like really tune in when you're when you're feeling disheartened and you're feeling discouraged and you know to me that's that's felt like frustration. Frustration has been an emotional home for me for much of my life until I learned how to really use that that emotion as and that that um, that feeling to to discover okay where is this actually moving me towards right. 
if I'm feeling paralyzed or stuck. So I want to talk about when you are feeling discouraged, you're feeling disheartened, maybe you're you're working on something and you're just stuck. You know, I was working on a book last week and I went to a write, solo writing retreat and I was like kind of just in this chapter and it was like I just kept staring at it and no matter how I put the words together, it didn't seem to sound the way I wanted to and I was like, oh, I'm not getting this right and I was frustrated and so I was like paralyzed almost for about a week and then I was like, you know what, sometimes we just need to put the thing down. So here's the action item. When you're feeling frustrated, you're feeling disheartened. Again, it could be something you're battling with your child. It could be something that you're battling with your husband. It could be something that you're battling in your own work with your team. Sometimes we need to just put down that need to press forward and find the solution, find the answer, find the thing right now in this moment. I've got to have it right before I can do the next thing. Like this has got to happen before I can get to the next stage. We really create a mountain in front of us when we do this. We cannot put it down. So the, the thing that I want to talk about is put it down knowing you can always come back to it, right? You can always come back to the conversation later. If you're in the middle of a fight, you guys are arguing and like, you're not hearing me. He's not hearing you. You guys are not hearing each other. Everyone's trying to prove who's right. Nobody can see each other's point of view. It's a, like a gridlock. We've got to put it down, set it down. Doesn't mean give up right? But in this moment, what we're doing isn't working. So can we put it down, set it aside and redirect our energy, right? Can we redirect our energy? So I want to, you know, make a, a very simple analogy here and also like two examples, right? Because somebody says to me, yeah, but what about like overcoming obstacles? And like, you've got to press through and you've got to press forward. And like, if you can't, you can't get discouraged, you got to keep going, Right. And we have to learn to discern the difference between forcing things that are not working. We're literally trying to shove that, you know, circle in a square peg or whatever that saying is, a square peg in a round hole. We're like forcing and shoving and talking and we're getting nowhere. We're forcing something forward onto our teams. We're forcing something and we're not getting anything. Everything is uphill. It's hard. It's heavy. We, we are not supported, but we keep pushing the issue. There's a difference between leaning into discomfort and embracing a challenge and forcing something to the breaking point. And I want to give a very simple example. I want to give a bigger example. The first one is like, you know, I want to use the analogy of going to the gym. Obviously, we grow under pressure. When you lift weights, you get stronger, right? If you're just lifting what's in your comfort zone, and you're just going in there and doing high reps, if you're doing endurance training, right? You might build some micro strength, but not a lot. You're basically going to maintain what you've already got, right? So we have to press, we have to stretch ourselves, right? When you're stretching physically in the gym and you're opening yourself to become more flexible, to become more mobile, you're right to allow more flow in your body to be less rigid. There's that stretching that happens. If you don't go pat, like you got to be in that space where it's uncomfortable, but you're gently, you know, moving through instead of barreling through it over and over and over again. Because you know what happens when you push too hard, too fast, you tear things, you break things, you get so sore that you are on your back, right? You get knocked down and then you're out for a few days. And there are those people who take Advil or take cortisol shots or whatever cortisone shots and like keep going 
you know, press forward, ignore the pain and push through the pain. And they're the ones who end up tearing their rotator cuffs and trashing their backs and, you know, trashing their knees. So there's this difference. There's this fine, there's this, there's a line there that, you know, when you've crossed over that you've gone from embracing a challenge and challenging your comfort zone and being in the space of discomfort and stretching yourself and training yourself to breathe and relax in those micro contractions, right? It's like that one more breath, one more breath, go inward one more. It's a different feeling altogether because you're still moving forward from a place of empowerment, encouragement, slowing down, going within versus trying to fight something outside of you. That is the feedback point. You guys pay attention. If you're fighting yourself and you're fighting something outside of you, I really would just invite you to pause. And am I forcing this? Am I, have I been trying to force this, right? Is everything about this now creating more and more and more pain? I would just check in on that. Can I put this down, right? And this is the thing. We fear that if we're going to put it down, we're going to fail. I'm going to gain weight. I'm not going to get the clients. We're not going to get the deal. We're not going to close on the property, whatever the thing is. Like if we don't push this issue, we're not going to find resolution. And nothing could be further from the truth because the amount of times where there's been an email in my inbox that felt like it was on fire and it needed to be dealt with right now in this moment. And I could feel my nervous system, right? Contraction. And there was a lot of force energy and And I chose to just, you know what, I'm going to set this down and come back to it. It's amazing how many times the answers come, the different solution comes, the clarity comes when you move away. So uh, another example of this, and I do want to mention this, is sometimes, especially as leaders, and I, I know a lot of you have your own businesses or whatever, you know, you have your own vision. And sometimes we can get so attached to a certain vision or a certain product or certain thing that we have been called to create that we forget that that thing is just a vessel, like the thing that's getting us to fulfill the vision, the business, the business model, the technology we've built, the, you know, the, the bricks and mortar studio that I had was simply a vessel and a vehicle for me to really fulfill a mission. And it can be so challenging to put it down, right? When you're starting to go, yeah, but it worked so well for so many years. And like, and we're not willing to let go of the thing that we fell in love with in the process, which ends up being a false idol. We end up worshiping and coveting and being enslaved to this product, this service, this thing that we've built, this business structure. And we become afraid to innovate and move into the next thing and realize, you know, sometimes what got us here will not get us there. So we've got to put it down and then just pause for a minute. Maybe it will come back in a different form. And I'm going to talk about that in a minute. So, you know, the second thing here that is is in line with the first one of putting it down is the second thing is come back to the core, the what, right? What exactly, what exactly is the purpose here in the first place, right? If we're in a relationship, what is the purpose for understanding? Can I just shut up and listen, right? Can I get curious? What is the purpose here? Connection. Okay, right. Can we come back? Can I move back into that place? I was speaking to a client the other day and you know, sometimes we get so caught up again in, in the business and what the business is doing. And, and we're enslaved to the thing that we built, to the castle we built, to the technology we built, whatever the thing is. And I said, you know, what at the essence, what did you build this technology for? Well, let's come back to the mission at hand. You know, Simon Sinek calls it your why, but I think it's more than the why. It's like, it's what you're here to do. 
It's what the purpose is, right? For me, it was, it's always been to help people navigate, you know, transformation and to move them into a new world, right? A new reality. Like today, the core, the essence of the what hasn't changed, but the how has certainly changed, right? Throughout my life. There was a time in my life where I had a vision to open a holistic health and wellness studio, right? And I just had this like vision and I could see the awnings, the black awnings and the bikes and like how the studio would be laid out. And the thing is, once that vision was completed, that vessel, we were transforming lives. We were transforming people into better health. We were building people into new confidence. Relationships were being transformed when people transformed the health. That was one vehicle and one way that God was allowing me to, you know, to execute on the what. But there are so many ways, right? And now today I no longer have the studio and the what is still there. The essence is still there, but I'm doing it in a different way through another vehicle in my mind and where I'm at, not my mind, but like what I know today is this vehicle, the coaching that I do, the structure of my business is way more in alignment and integrity um, with where I'm at in this season of my life, what I desire in this season of my life, right? There was a time and place where I desired to be in a fixed location, to have a bricks and mortar facility. Like I needed a lot more structure in my life. That was what my, you know, I had been, um, leaning into and growing into the health, the fitness, the nutrition, the mindset, all of that. Then I moved into a new space, right? I desired more freedom, more flexibility in my schedule, the ability to travel, the ability to work from anywhere. And there was a time in a season where I kept gripping and holding on, afraid to put down because I thought, oh no, but I, I built this thing for 10 years and now I have this building and I can't put it down. I can't let it go. I have to hold on to that while also doing this. And that created a lot of stress, a lot of drama, a lot of chaos, a lot of pain, a lot of financial loss, because I wasn't willing to just put it down when it was, when it was time and know that the what, the essence, the core is still there. The vision is still there. It's just going to be fleshed out, you know, physically manifested in a different way. So I just wanted to say this to those of you who might be really holding on to a certain product, even in your business or a position that you've had for a long time. I see this a lot when people are vying for a position and they've worked so hard to achieve a status or, you know, get to a certain place when the what the essence, they've lost it. And now the position, the status, the thing has become what they they basically idolize they worship that has replaced the essence and somewhere along the line we've lost sight of the core right so when you're feeling like oh my gosh i have to hold on to this thing so tightly like i've worked so hard and i have to fight it and i have to stay with it i invite you the second thing here is come back to the core what exactly was this created for in the first place, right? What was, what were you so committed to in the beginning? It wasn't to build a product. It was to create a solution, right? To serve, to fulfill an imagination or a ping of creativity or inspiration that came through you. When we stay in the essence and we stay in our core, the external world continues to change shape. We create new things. We build new programs. We build new products. We have new relationships. Like the external world keeps evolving and keeps growing and keeps shifting to match where we are. The danger is when we get too comfortable and too attached to the physical external things that 
basically inner chaos ensues and momentum stops. So you might feel stagnant. You may feel stuck. You might start to put on weight. You may start to feel fatigue. You're, you're noticing that everything starts to feel harder. And I would challenge you and invite you to consider these two things. Number one, what am I still holding on grasping on that? I'm not willing to put down, put that thing down, right? It doesn't matter if it's an email. It doesn't matter if it's writing a chapter of a book. It doesn't mean if it's a piece of technology you're building or, or a program you're building and you're just like, oh, I'm stuck. It doesn't matter if it's an issue you've been arguing with your partner for a long time, put it down, put it down. You can always come back to it. And evidence of this is, you know, I was, you know, going and working on this chapter and I decided, no, I'm going to, I'm going to skip ahead. I'm going to, I'm going to put this down and I'm going to know that I can come back to this. And I went ahead and moved on the next thing. I, I moved into the next chapter. I moved into the next season. I started to move. This is number three, move into that, which is life-giving and expansive. Like what can I move towards that is exciting? That is life-giving. That is expansive. When this is so key, especially when you're feeling drained or you're feeling exhausted, right? You're, you're just starting to feel defeated with this thing, right? So remember when you're discouraged and you're frustrated, put it down, walk away for a minute. It might be a minute. It might be a month. It might be a season of life. It might be a decade. But we, and when you're tired and drained, start to move towards what is life-giving? What, what would be energizing for me? You know, not, yesterday, it could be a hike to the waterfalls. Yesterday, I went on a hike to the waterfalls after riding for three days. You know, four days before that, I was, um, you know, feel again, I said I was feeling stuck. And so I just thought, okay, I've got to move towards that, which is life-giving. I needed some space. I needed some quiet time. I wanted to go to the mountains. So I booked a few days and I was like, I'm just going to move towards that. And it was amazing. The minute I got in the car and I started driving, I started getting messages from women that wanted to attend the retreat and, you know, people that wanted to book calls with me. And literally I didn't do anything to reach out to them, but I began to move back into the flow of life itself. I was opening up again, which allows me to receive again. If you're contracted, you're tense, you're tight, you can't receive. Things don't come to you. You have to chase them. I'm going to say that again. If you're contracted and you're tense and you're rigid and you're tight and you're stressed, you are closed off to receiving. So you will have to chase things. You will have to force things and you will have to tightly hold on to things to keep them in your reach. No wonder you're so terrified to put them down right? You haven't been moving with the flow of life. Okay, Christine, what does that even mean? Move with the flow of life? That sounds kind of hairy fairy. Well, that means things, every single thing that we're doing, that we're saying that we're allowing our minds to think, yes, you're entertaining, you're allowing yourself to meditate on thoughts. Everything that you are pulling in, or engaging with is either adding life, or taking life away. It's either expanding you, or contracting you. It's either creating more clarity or it's creating more chaos and more confusion. So I like to move with the flow of life, which to me, that means I'm moving towards that which creates life, which is ultimately the creator of life, the spirit, right? And when you move towards that, which is life-giving, that opens you up, that allows you to pull back and get a different vantage point. It's amazing how much stuff starts coming in, right? All of a sudden, you start getting so much clarity. Uh, again, I, I was getting stuck at home. I thought I should be working on this project here. I have a beautiful office. You guys can see. 
but you know, there was a lot of kids running around. There was a lot of activity. My husband was here and there was a lot of energy moving in my house. And I just needed the quiet space to think, to breathe, to honor the work, right? To allow myself to receive the information I needed instead of trying to force it to come through. And I resisted it for a while and I started feeling more and more contracted, more and more stuck. I started to feel discouraged. And I was like, okay, I got to put this chapter down, A, move into the next space. And I got to start, what is it that gives me life? And I, I did some micro things, right? I went for some walks. I did the workouts, but I needed more. And so part of it is like, I was obedient to the spirit. I was, I was following where can I open some space up? And it was amazing because the minute I did, things started pouring in, right? Literal work started coming to me. That was beautiful. Like yeses started coming in. I started to receive more clarity, more downloads. I call them about things that I was going to write, stories I wanted to include. And literally all I had to do was create the space and move towards that, which was life-giving. So again, when you're feeling drained, tired, exhausted, and I just want to say this, that sometimes you know, we can expect, we have these like expectations on ourselves. Like, well, I took a nap, like everything should be fine. But if you have been pushing and you have been forcing and you have been driving hard for years and years and years, like the exhaustion has stacked. Right. And I remember that season of my life when I had just been pushing and forcing and hustling and going and achieving and going for the next thing nonstop. It felt like for decades. And when I finally began to allow myself to slow down, I would, I would start to receive the inspiration and I was starting to receive the clarity and I would start to hear the voice of the spirit, the voice of God, you know, but I was still exhausted. I needed to stay in more life. I needed more rest. And I'll tell you that the way to allow more, more things to flow is actually deep rest, deep rest and to move with the flow, right? Move with that, which is flowing, not with that, which is stuck right? Don't move towards the wall <laughs> unless you want to barrel through it, right? Move through towards that, which is also moving. And sometimes we get to ask ourselves, am I creating this wall in my mind? Like this thing that I think is so urgent, this thing that I think is so big, this thing that I think I can't move forward without, is that actually true? What happens if I don't, what happens if I don't do that? What happens if I don't answer the email? What happens if I actually don't write this chapter right here, right now? And I do the next thing. What happens if I don't do this and I do the next thing, right? And we begin to poke holes in it. We begin to realize a lot of these mountains we create in our minds are simply illusions that feel really energetically weight heavy. Again, with the fate of a mustard seed, we can move a mountain, right? With a, just like that, like that, like literally I'm going to move that thing. It's not like I have to barrel through it. I got to climb it. I got to, you know exhaust myself, kill myself. It's like, no, just move it. What if it's not a big deal, right? The last thing I want to say here and the fourth and final thing is, so just to recap, number one, let's put it down when you're feeling disheartened and discouraged, you know, again, in fear, put it down. And I'll tell you, this is a form of surrender in a big way, right? Because the very thing we're afraid of letting go of is the one thing that we must be willing to remove in order to allow space for the new things to come in, right? Put it down. And, and I just want to say one, one thing about this is most often when we're holding on to something, we might be praying, God, give me the answer, give me the answer. And like, God is silent or you're meditating on something and just like, you're not getting the answer. And I always say like, if God is silent, it's because one of two things, 
you're either supposed to wait, right? You're supposed to wait, not impatiently, not angry, not frustrated, just be patient, wait. It's not time yet, right? Something else is on the way. And that is really hard for us because we want everything and we want it now. And when God is silent, I've also learned that he's already given us the answer. A lot of times, whether I'm asking my spirit, whether I'm meditating on something, and if you are finding that you intuitively, in your heart, in your gut, in your spirit, you know that you know that you're supposed to put something down, that you've been forcing it and your spirit has been nudging you to move in a different direction, but you keep asking everybody their opinion and you keep going and seeking all kinds of counsel. And then you're praying and it's like, nothing's coming through. And now you're angry at yourself. You're angry at God. You're angry at your counsel. You're angry at everyone. And it's like, sometimes God is silent because he's already given you the answer. You just didn't like it. You did not like it. And so you're fighting it or he's asked you to put something down and move on. And you're unwilling to let go of this thing. You've got a, such a tight grip on because you're not moving forward in faith. You're actually holding on in fear or you're trying to force something forward out of fear. How many times do we do this in relationships that are not right, right? We try to force issues with our spouses. We try to force intimacy before it's time. We try to force business deals. Like we, we do it. So the last and final thing here is, you know, I want to say this is a kind of a, a non-conventional way of looking at things, which is the way I love to move. All of these are, I mean, these aren't like three tactical, they are tactical things. They are very practical because you can do all of these. The last one is tune into, if you're feeling stuck, right? You're feeling heavy. You're feeling dense. You're feeling like, ugh, like I just, I'm not motivated. I'm unmotivated. I I might be feeling depressed here. Like I'm just really not feeling any momentum. I'm not feeling any flow. I'm feeling heavy. And I would just say there's energy that needs to be cleaned up. So my advice here is always what energy gets to be cleaned up? What is one thing, one area that has been building up in the back of your mind, you know, in your subconscious, in your body, right? Maybe you hid it away something you did in your past that you didn't deal with, you didn't clean up. It could be a past debt. It could be a past um, discussion that needs to be had. Something that happened. It's always usually in the past that is unresolved, un, um, unforgiven, right? Unhealed. It could be something as simple, again, as an email that you have been putting off and putting off and you've been avoiding just responding to a thing because you don't want to let somebody down. But energetically, what that's doing is it's building up wall of shame, of guilt, of irritation, right? And it's, you can see it like, and, and it's, it's kind of like the same concept of like when we say a little white lie, right? And then the person has to keep stacking the lies. And now they, then they lose track of what they actually lie about. And I'm, every single person here has, has told a white lie at some point and has gotten caught in this like, oh my gosh, right? Or has distorted the past or has something from the past that's unresolved or something that you know needs to be cleaned up. And I always say like, in order for us to create the new future, in order for us to be able to fully step in to a, like a very fluid future that is moving fluidly. And there is good momentum and there's good movement and there's a lot of life force coming in and going out of us. It's like, we are these vessels for life force. We can't be having all this energy, this dirty energy, this unresolved unk from the past, right? You can't build your future if you're still holding on 
to all the things of your past. And it could be physical objects that are in your house that you need to remove. It could be something that simple, like you're still holding on to things from your ex or, you know, you're holding on to objects that represent memories and nostalgia and moments that you're still wishing and hoping you'd come back for. They're blocking you from moving forward because you're still stuck in the fixation on the past. So it could be literal objects in your house. Like this is why I'm like, why do you have objects from your ex in your house? So get rid of that. You don't live there anymore. We're not invested in that, right? We're moving forward. We're creating a new relationship. So it could be objects. It could be again, unresolved actions, right? Things that you've been putting off. And I've had some hard lessons around this. Like, I'm just going to say like, when I claim that I'm going to be moving into really being a multiplier in a world that contracts. And I began really leaning into, you know, leaning into wealth consciousness and prosperity principles. A couple things really landed for me. Number one, I started to really have a low tolerance for debt in my life. Debts, holding debts, having debts, owing people money, not necessarily like my mortgage or commercial property or something like that or investments, but really like putting things on credit cards and having them like, you know, go month to month at all. Like I wanted everything to be clean. It's paid off all the time. Right. And so there was a lot of cleaning up I got to do before I got to receive abundantly financially new clients, the, the work, whatever it was. And every time there was a blockage, I was like, okay, what's, what's, things would come up from the past that I had to clean up. So there's usually this one thing, you know, that, um, and by the way, I want to say it doesn't have to do with the thing at hand, right? You can have something going on in your business. You can have something going on in your relationship. You can have something going on in a creative project that you're doing. And you've just been feeling weighed down, heavy, dense. And I, I would invite you to consider, okay, what's, what's one thing, just one thing that I'm feeling called, nudged to clean up the energy on, to just clean up, right? Can I clean up that one message? Can I pay that one that one outstanding dental bill from whatever that I keep forgetting about, right? Just, I keep saying, okay, I'll deal with this later. Uh, tolls, tolls, like simple things. Or is there a conversation that you need to have with someone that you have been avoiding? And I'll say, especially here, something that moves energy fast is things we've been avoiding. Because shame, avoidance is shame, right? It's shame or guilt or both. And fear is very heavy. It's very dense energy. And it literally blocks the flow of life. It weighs us down. It closes us up. And it is the complete opposite of the energy of God, the spirit of God, that is joy, that is connection, that is trust, that is patience, that is intimacy, right? Like it's a complete opposite. So when we are holding in our bodies, in our spirit, in our subconscious, holding on and hiding things in these closets, they really block the flow of life. As you begin to open these closets and you start to begin to move this stuff out of the way, oh, you start getting lighter, you start getting freer, you start being more open, things start showing up and you can move on them a lot faster because you're not weighed down, not only with the heavy, uh, the density of that, but then with all the doubt that comes when you're, when you're in that state of heaviness and confusion. So I hope that this was helpful for you. I wanted to give you a couple practical, applicable, practical, tactical things that you could move on, right? When you want to create more momentum and more flow in your life, when you're feeling stuck, stagnant, discouraged, um, 
depressed, you know, paralyzed in any area of your life. And we all have these moments. It doesn't have to be big, but I'm a big believer. Like I want to be in the flow of life. I want to be a generator of life force. I want to be a vessel for life force. Like I love the way I feel when I'm open, I'm creating from an open place where, you know, things are easy. They're coming. I can embrace the challenge. It doesn't mean I'm not uncomfortable. It doesn't mean I'm not stretching. It doesn't mean I'm not breathing and having to train myself to slow down and really relax through these things. I'm doing all that. It doesn't mean I'm just sitting around eating bonbons on a couch being like, Oh, everything comes to me with ease and grace. And I don't do anything. I take a lot of action. I take a lot of action. And I also really have had to train myself. I I would like to say that I've trained myself. I have really like universal intelligence that is God has trained me to slow down, put things down, move back towards life, clean up the messes, right? Like change directions whenever we're convicted about things. So I hope that this was helpful for you. Um, I always love to hear from you guys. If you're enjoying the show, please take a minute, pass this on to someone else, quickly hit forward, share it with a friend or two. If you haven't done so already, I'd love to have a five-star review from you. And um, I'd love to connect with you guys. So head on over to connect with Christine Jewel, connectwithchristinejewel.com. There's a couple of different ways that you can connect with me, learn more about the programs I'm running, free trainings. It's all there. Connect with Christine Jewel. Until next time, here's to creating more momentum and flow in our lives. We are truly called to be multipliers in a world that is contracting. We're not called to live by the rules of this world, my loves. We're here to be led by supernatural principles, more life, more blessings, more abundance, um, here to more love just to pour out into the world. So I hope this was helpful for you. Until next time, here's to loving fiercely, leading courageously, leading a life of flow. Bye for now. Thanks again for joining me in today's episode. It is my intention to bring you valuable, heart-shifting content every time that will upgrade your life. If you're a new listener, make sure you follow the podcast so you can stay up to date as future episodes roll out. And I invite you to head on over and join my free community, Warriors of the Heart on Facebook. In there, you'll find bonus trainings, a game-changing assessment tool, and exclusive member-only offers. Until next time, Warriors. Here's to loving fiercely and leading courageously in the untamed life, the only life worth living.